0: His name is Alvin Flang, 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 Flang. Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Daniel Barnes, I'm one of the two hosts of the Dare Daniel podcast. With me as always, it's no surprise, it's the other of the two hosts.
1: What's happening, you pizza face cinderblocks?
0: <laughs> Who else would it be, <laughs> you pizza face cinderblocks? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Why am I risking my life for you? Yeah, this is the Dare Daniel podcast. It's best of Dare Daniel season, a best of Dare Daniel marathon, a best of the Dare Daniel around the world in eighty days type of mm-hmm. a, a just like a really grueling sort of a, 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 a circumnavigation of of the globe where we're revisiting some of our favorite episodes from years past. Some that were super popular, some that were not so popular. Collision Course. (laughs) Some that, you know, were episodes that we love for whatever reason, that we hate for whatever reason. Who knows? We picked them for various reasons. We're going through them as we're waiting Waiting very patiently for new episodes to come out.
1: Thank you, everybody, for sticking around with us while we're trying to figure out the show and take a little uh, time to work through the kinks and the bugs and uh, knock around the who's-its and the what's-its.
0: Yeah, we're just in the lab right now. We're in the lab. We got the goggles on. We're just uh, the Bunsen beakers and, uh, you know... Just a little dab of this and a little dab of that and a little the uh, mixing Pinch. up the mixing the beats. We're in the lab in that sense, sure. As well, like we just went straight to the we're we're not, every sense that you could be in a lab. Mm-hmm. Labrador retrievers, chocolate lab, just constantly, <laughs> <laughs> constantly. Like if you could be any anything you think lab, yeah, we're doing that because we want to make it the most awesome show for you, our amazing listeners. But in the meantime. We're going back. We're revisiting some of our favorite episodes. This one was my pick. This was my pick. A little film called Love on a Leash. Yeah. Woo! Corky. What's up? Love on a leash. What I mean, what when I say love on a leash, mm. you know, you're having a Pavlovian response. Sure. Dog jokes. <laughs> So what, what is that response? Are you recoiling in horror? Or are you just filled with warm nostalgia? Are you salivating at the sound of a bell? What's going on? What, it's, what,
1: it's like when you you do the thing with the dog where you, you fake like you throw the stick and the dog oh,
0: like turns around and goes like. Right. Like thinks that it's there and then is very confused. It's like what? Looks back at you. Looks back at where it should be. Knows
1: what? it's been deceived <laughs> but can't quite put its paw on what happened. Uh, that's <laughs> love on a leash for me. The promo poster for this thing, when this thing popped on Netflix a couple of years back, the promo poster for it was just like, yeah, sure, probably you know people you've never seen before, but it looks like a standard romantic comedy about involving maybe a dog park, sure, maybe maybe a couple of meets at a dog park, maybe they have he, dogs. He, yeah, he's a cat guy, she's a mm. dog girl, something like that. No, uh, but no, you're not ready for for not this that. Endeavor. not
0: that. He's not a cat guy. No. He, he is definitely. most definitely a dog guy yeah. in the most literal sense of the world. This is of of the word. This is about a woman who falls in love with a dog, uh-huh, who turns into a man yeah. sometimes and who the main villain is a a lake. Sure.
1: And the man some appear, appears to hate her. Uh, a lot uh, of the time
0: he does despise her he has utter contempt for her. but i mean it's like the 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 levels of nonsense the levels of contrasting moods and tones the levels of just technical ineptitude that are on display in this film are just they it's possibly unmatched i mean yeah. it, it, this is a really a truly singular piece of shit she Truly. also
1: seems unwell at times, like, you know, just like an unwell person. So it's like, is this all actually happening? Or are people who care for her just ignoring these cues? There's a big underlayment of family disappointment in this whole movie. <laughs> and I'm not just talking about the reception of the creator's family. I'm talking about you know the characters in the film. Uh, do not have stable family relationships oh, on top of them. Oh, I know. It's like somebody said men are dogs, and the, the maker of the film is like, I can run with that.
0: Nailed it. The maker, yeah. of course, being Fen Chan, writer and director of Fen Chan, and our heroine being Jana. Is that right? Jana Kim? Okay. I'm looking this up now because I forgot to do any research before we started doing this. But the the
1: <laughs> you could say any name, and I would say, "Yep, that's why the star. not." That's who it Camp, is. J-
0: Jana Camp, Camp mm-hmm. Jana, Canna Jamp. Who like what? Sure, why not? No one wants this on their resume. This is, I mean it's un unbe- freaking believable this movie. It is it lives in the uncanny valley.
1: Now that we set the movie up Dan, why did you pick this one as your revisit for the best of Dare Daniel?
0: Well, I was kind of looking, you know, as we're as we're talking about kind of new episodes and possibly a new direction for the show, you kind of look back, you you kind of you know take stock a little bit. We've done 123 episodes, and they pretty neatly divide into these two different eras. We start with the Johnny Flores era, mm-hmm. the golden age, which I, I think sure. we all call it. The, the, that's like the first 50 or 60 or so episodes. They're all produced very professionally by the great Johnny Flores, Flores Podcast Consulting. You can hear Johnny in the background, he chimes in from time to time, you can hear him laughing. Um and then the last half, the last fifty or sixty or so are from the COVID era. You know, we yeah. c- couldn't record in person, obviously, so we started recording over Zoom. And that's how we've been doing it ever since. But in between those two eras is this little wedge, this little like sliver of an era that isn't, you know, isn't really known or talked about. Where it's post Johnny pre COVID, where we recorded together in person. We bought all of our own equipment. We produced it ourselves. We spent like months kind of like preparing for this, you know, inevitability (laughs) that Johnny was going to stop producing the show. And I think Love on the Leash, I don't remember if it was the first, but it was definitely one of the first and very few from that era. Not surprisingly, it sounds terrible because we were still kind of figuring our shit out. Fitting for a a movie by Fen Chian with myriad technical problems of its own. Um, But it just, you know, as we're now heading into, I guess, what would be the third era of the show? I don't Mm. know. Is that the the Mesozoic? What is that? Late
1: (laughs) late Paleolithic, I think. (laughs) Some
0: late Paleo shit going on right here. Um, you know, as we're heading into this and maybe even recording in person in uh, again soon, it made mm-hmm. me think of Love on a Leash and those other handful of episodes that we did at the time. So, Quirky, Love on a Leash, I mean, God, memorable scenes? Holy shit.
1: It's uh, too many to name, but... A- I, I... Ask
0: me if Raiders of the Lost Ark has any memorable scenes. <laughs> right? Yeah, it has a couple. Like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> like... From the first 30 seconds? Yeah. Yeah. It's got some memorable scenes. Love on a Leash. Holy crap. It is a, it's a, it's just, it's a rich, it's a rich vein that we've struck with this movie.
1: It's a rich tapestry of everything not to do. It's just all (laughs) memorable for so many wrong reasons. Uh, Whether it's, you know, filming in an empty clothing store at night, uh, obviously, because that's the only time you could fit in there two characters running into scenes and you're like who? what? What? <laughs> what is it? why are we in a parking lot for a little bit now? Um, but I gotta say it's 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 anytime the dog's narrating that yeah, is so obviously really. done by someone who didn't see the film was just told you're a talking dog riff what a dog would riff
0: yeah here's a scene from this do your thing
1: yeah <laughs> like do your thing
0: if you wanna sing go for it mm-hmm. make up a song on the spot have fun with it <laughs> You're a you're a sassy dog. But the movie is like the movie is not about a sassy dog, you know what it's, I mean? Like it's a movie about like a dog who is in love and this woman who has all of these like insane relationships and the most normal one psychotically is with a dog who can turn into a man.
1: Not and not explained, it's just a lake turns him into a a man, lake turns him into a man. Man dog. Uh, as and, a, as you do. And then he d- dies. Uh, I mean, (laughs) so (laughs) spoiler (laughs) alert, and she ages. It's the most. It's bug fuck. It's bug fuck nuts.
0: Bonkers, bonkers shit. Yeah. So, uh, to me, uh, yeah, uh, obviously, all of the the dog talking stuff is just stunning, and how the audio like switches off. Because it's obvious, like they had no intention of having this dog talk at any point. Uh You know that was not a thing that was happening. This happened so much later in the process. But I think also the the crazy thing about this movie is the changes in tone, which are just like really quite bipolar. I mean, it just it goes from one end to the other so quickly, and that's maybe most notable in the scene in which our heroine. Her drunk boss, who has been lecherous and kind of like pawing at her this for the entire time, he essentially breaks into her apartment and attempts to rape her. Right,
1: right. A,
0: you know, classic romantic comedy scenario. I yeah. mean, Claudette Colbert all the time. <laughs> um, Alvin Flang, our dog hero, leaves leaps to the rescue, saying, "Back off, she's mine." The boss staggers out, tells her she's fired, and runs off. She falls on the couch, weeping, as you know, as any, any normal person would in that situation. Because you think about the emotional impact of like this guy has been a creep the whole time, and now he's in my space, yeah, and he's trying to violate me, and I'm also fired, right?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, it wasn't
0: a good job either, so it's not like she probably doesn't have a ton of options, you know, on a, like her resume is probably not super great. The dog at this point starts singing a song where he goes, King of the castle. King of the castle. That's also a dog that lives in a house that is green. What? (laughs) That's that's the song that is happening. And she's weeping on her couch after her boss broke into her house and attempted to sexually assault her and uh, in the next scene she attempts suicide
1: right (laughs) i mean
0: it's just like holy fuck like is this a movie about like a magical dog or is this like what the fuck is this movie who is this for what is it for who is and what is it for it's for posterity it's for all time it's for history it's for your children your grandchildren and your grandchildren's grandchildren it's gonna skip one generation they're not gonna understand <laughs> what this is they don't know what that is but your grandchildren's grandchildren are gonna be super into it yeah seriously so without further ado fen chan her masterpiece her magnum opus her
1: it's her citizen canine <laughs> this guy that sound drop was intentional <laughs> with me as always is film critic Ed daniel barnes Hi, everyone. As Quirky said,
0: on this show, we do your dirty work by watching the most unwatchable movies you can imagine. And yikes, a hoodie. <laughs> Did you imagine something pretty goddamn unwatchable? But we take these unwatchable movies, we watch them, bless our hearts, and we review and rate them on our unique system. We give a run-of-the-mill bad film, a dare, just a regular old dare. We give a double dare rating to the truly atrocious movies, and we reserve the reverse dare for a despised movie that is actually pretty good.
1: Today on the podcast, we're reviewing "Love on a Leash," a romantic comedy which should have neither of those words describing this movie about a woman who falls in love with a dog.
0: I mean, that's broad strokes, but
1: woo! There's not, a lot
0: more going on here. Than I'm this not time. even
1: convinced she ever falls in love with the dog. <laughs> that it
0: oversimplifies it to a ridiculous degree.
1: We're also going to read a couple movie dares sent in by our listeners. But before we get started... Morally obligated. Yeah, that's true. Dan is going to tell us about the beer we're drinking during the show.
0: Today on the show, we got a movie about a dog, so let's have a Lead Dog beer. This is Lead Dog Brewing out of Reno, Nevada. We are drinking their The Dankster Double IPA. It's a big old double IPA with Columbus and Mosaic hops. It is 8.8% alcohol by volume, 85 IBUs. Corky, they triple dry hops this. Yeah, everyone's all, I double dry hopped this, I double dry hopped that. They triple dry hopped it. They just threw those hops in there. What do you <laughs> think of it? They triple dog
1: dared us. <laughs> I, I got to say, uh, for a movie that I didn't know what to expect, mm-hmm. I just knew how to involve the dog, this is exactly what you expect to be. It is hoppy. It is delicious. Big
0: dank double IPA, like, classic stuff. Yeah. And now, our feature presentation.
1: Love on a leaf. Wow. Mm. This week's dare comes to us from Erica Schultz, who is the host of a wonderful podcast called The Customers Also Watch" Podcast. Thank you for the dare and sharing this movie with us, Erica. Thank you, Erica. Her dare goes like this. This movie is a triumph of ineptitude. There is no score or soundtrack, so I thought my TV was messed up at the beginning of the movie. (laughs) Nothing makes sense, characters are color-coded, and everything is just hilariously bad. It's a train wreck from which you can't look away. As a side note, should you choose to cover this movie, the audience scores on sites slash apps such as Rotten Tomatoes, Amazon, and Letterboxd are completely skewed because a YouTuber, Ralph the Movie Maker, told all of his subscribers to rate it 5 stars or 10 out of 10 or whatever. IMDB synopsis of Love on a Leash. Love takes a furry twist in this slice of romantic comedy. A young woman falls for a stray dog with a secret. By night, it becomes a man. Follow the journey of the golden retriever and the friend who gives them a home. So, Quirky, just a little peek
0: behind the curtain here. When I'm putting together the scripts for an episode, yeah. I, I go out and I do a, a cursory amount of research for, for it. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know your quality. I Perfunctory as fuck. Sure. I call it perfunctory.
1: Wikipedia or nothing.
0: <laughs> Basically, I go to Rotten Tomatoes, I go to Metacritic, I go to Box Office Mojo IMDb, I compile data from there, do a Google search, probably never go past page one, <laughs> check the Wikipedia page, you know, I might, you know, if there's a citation, I might go follow the citation, it's basic stuff, basic stuff. Love on a Leash confounded even that lazy-ass web research. It is almost impossible to find information about this movie. There is no Wikipedia page. <laughs> that it doesn't bogg- have a Wikipedia page. That boggles page. my mind. <laughs> there are no critics reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. No page on Metacritic, no page on Box Office Mojo, Google search is just basically nothing. Here's what we know. <laughs> Here's what we know now for facts. Here's what we can prove. Here's what we can put together. We're going to try to cobble some theories out of this. Love on Leash was released direct-to-video in 2011, premiered on DVD in August 2013. It was written and directed by Chinese filmmaker Sen Chan. Fen Chan, also known by Jennifer Fen, okay. is why there's some confusion about, oh, did Jennifer Fen direct this? But Jennifer Fen is basically, you know, like a, a lot of Asian people when they move to an uh, English-speaking country, they will have a, a Western name. Yes. So she's Jennifer Fen. Okay. But she's Fen Chan. That's who she is. She's a Chinese filmmaker. She was in her 60s when this movie was made. Her only other film, this is her first film, her only other film is an interracial love story called Forbidden Kiss. You have a taboo. Fen Chan is coming for it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> and she's going to shatter that thing. Fen Chan died. She's dead oh. in March of 2018. She is dead, no more. But the cinema, Corky, the cinema. It is eternal. She live on. It is eternal. The films live. Years later, the film did find a new audience courtesy of, you guessed it, Read my notes. YouTuber Ralph the Movie Maker? <laughs> what is your whole generation? Millennials. He discovered the film, and for some reason, I my guess was the terribleness of the internet and everything it touches. He told his followers to go out and give it the highest rating on all movie review sites, so it has 100% user rating on Rotten Tomatoes, 9.4 out of 10 on IMDb, which makes it the highest rated film of all time, of Letterboxd ratings give it five stars. It's about the same for Amazon ratings. Quirky. Yeah. Love on a Leash. It has all these absolutely uh, spiked user ratings that's obvious that this is a fake thing that people have gone out and and, uh, facetiously rated it five stars and 10 of 10 and all this other thing because someone on the internet told them to do it. Sure. They're a bunch of goddamn lemmings. Yeah. You've seen Love on a Leash now. Is it fake news?
1: Or is it the real deal? All right, so I'm a middle-aged man who's... I'm just going to try to embrace this phenomenon. <laughs> I'm going to say what Ralph the Movie Maker did is really no different than what the movie makers... Or all movie makers do when they put together a movie poster. Right. They try to give you the most idealized version <laughs> of what that movie is. I've watched the Ralph the Movie Maker review where he tells people, Okay. and he do, he doesn't make a big deal of it. He just says one thing: Hey, let's all just give this person some credit because they made the movie they wanted to make. And people just went fucking nuts they with went, that. They went so with it. you can directly blame him, but he didn't like, yeah, actively troll. Fair enough. Uh, looking at the low res movie poster that's put together for <laughs> Love on a Leash, it's
0: the idealized version. That's
1: actively trolling the audience because that movie does not exist. This is mind-boggling. It is baffling. It really is. It It is is so hard to understand. Yeah.
0: Yeah, when I saw those ratings online, usually when you're looking at ratings for a movie, there's a bell curve. Yeah. That all kind of meets at some kind of apex. This has like a reverse bell curve, (laughs) right? Because a bunch of people have gone on and rated it five stars, but other people have been like, what? This is five stars? They watch it and give it a half star. Yeah. Again, at first I was blaming just the terribleness of the internet and all that it touches and just poisons everything. It's like Ice Nine. It's just amazing. It just like kills us all. Yeah. Having watched the film, there really are only two appropriate ratings for this film. Uh-huh. Whatever is the highest rating and whatever is the lowest rating. You can't possibly give this movie two and a half stars and no. be like, you know what? I like some things, but I had a couple of issues... No fucking way. You are all in or all out on this movie. That is... All okay. in or all out.
1: Yep, exactly. You cannot just be like, oh, it's, all, it's okay. Yeah,
0: like, mixed bag? Mixed bag? No, no, not at all. Yeah, this movie was like, imagine if Michael Scott did a remake of Look Who's Talking Now, which is the third Look Who's Talking movie where there's talking animals. Now imagine that, and then imagine a version of that that is... Literally 10 million times worse. Yeah. Like, so much lower in production values and self-awareness than than that. Michael Scott made it, and then he gave it to Kevin to edit. (laughs) So, as the send the dare, there's no musical score. But... No sound effects, really. And no even ambient sound. No, there's... There's There's just long passages of silence.
1: There's literally no sound.
0: Yeah. They don't get the, the
1: ambient noise in scenes.
0: And it's... There are some movies, like, if you watch, like, a... Bella's film or like some some of the heavy foreign films right like they or or an independent movie they won't have a score you know but but it's just like it's a really intense fucking movie and they're not edited to the rhythms of a score this is edited to some kind of rhythms like the rhythms here that demands music and sound effects and things and it's not happening so you have all these montages where people are like frolicking around and there's this rhythmic editing and there's no music and why are they frolicking and what is the rhythm
1: And here's the thing, speaking the editing, and I want to be careful because everything we bring up can lead us to another point, but the editing, I think maybe this is why it took off with YouTubers, because it's edited like a YouTuber commentary, it's so so over edited, they edit before people finish lines, and then you see a shot of ducks, and then they're back to another scene, maybe the same location, same conversation, but they put some ducks in there. Yeah, the ducks. It was so. Effortless. What is with the ducks, dude? The ducks drove me insane. First season, Tony Soprano wasn't <laughs> as consumed with watching ducks as this movie is. What <laughs> is with the ducks? I couldn't believe the ducks.
0: Yeah, absolutely abysmal production his acting, editing, writing. The sound, as you said, just cuts out randomly. Like the sound editing is absolutely brutal. Uh, all of the ADR dialogue is horrible. And I take it slightly, like I said, it's hard to find any information about how this movie was made or any background on this movie. I found a little bit, and we have have some time at the end. I'll kind of go through it. But I take a little bit of offense with Ralph the Movie Maker's suggestion that this is the movie she wanted to make. (laughs) Because what it feels like is a movie that she made. She put together a rough cut that did not have a finished soundtrack or sound effects. And someone said, yeah, we're not going to give you the money to make that. Let's just give it to some guy and he'll do some ADR. He'll just improv some ADR stuff for the dog, and then we'll slap it onto Amazon and that's it. But it, that does not feel like the movie she wanted to make.
1: I think that that I think you're 100 that that definitely came later. Someone who did not watch the movie, who had no idea, was told improv. This dog loves women. This dog is cursed. Yeah, just thing, go with that. Do a song. Fill. There's just fill time and holy crap. And whoever, fill time. whoever that guy is, because it's not the same guy who is the dog no. in the movie. Whoever the guy is, watched Teddy Rex. Got inspired by George Newberry, scatting and filling for <laughs> Teddy Rex, and said, "I can do that." Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. And this is kind
0: of an issue with any sort of like body switch movie, but it, it there's always this dichotomy between like how they are as the regular person and then how they are when they're switched. Oh yeah, because like when he is Prince the dog, because when he is Prince the human, he is sincere. He is thoughtful. He is kind. He's really quiet. And then when he's Prince the Dog, he is a crass, snarky douche. Yeah. It's a completely different character. It's like those body switch movies. Like Father
1: Like like Son. Yes. Dudley Moore was... Uh, uh, gum chewing, wisecracking, and Kirk Cameron was a normal, just a teammate. normal kid, yeah,
0: or like vice versa. Yeah, <laughs> like imagine like Fred Savage and Judge Reinhold meeting on set. Like Fred Savage is like, "Hey, I'm Fred Savage. Um, this is probably how many of the characters I'm gonna talk. I actually i am just a normal kid." And then Judge Reinhold's like, "Okay, this is my version of it."
1: Radical man! Oh no! Yeah, like, your butt <laughs> smells.
0: Kisses <laughs> <is> gross. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. My name is Fred Savage, and I will be respected.
1: (laughs) Okay. No, (laughs) dude.
0: Should we get into
1: the movie? Let's go.
0: Okay. So it is baffling. As many people point out, baffling from the beginning because the movie just starts. There's a bunch of shots of this dog, this golden retriever, running around on this uh, playground and in this park. And there's no sound. Not only no music, but there's no sound. There's no ambient sound. There's no sound effects. There's no music. There's no score. There's nothing on the soundtrack. And you go like, oh, fuck. What did I do? Like, is this on mute? Like, is my TV working? Do I have my TV turned down? Is my computer muted? Yeah. Is just the video part muted? Like, what's happening? You fumble around for, like, 30 seconds, and then all of a sudden,
1: the dog starts talking. I'm watching all these bad movies recently. It's like, I know we're in for some shit when I see, like, 20... Movie production logos. Oh, right. Also, now I've realized, oh, I'm in for a bad thing when I see, like, no movie production no, logos. No, no one wanted to be associated with this. But seriously,
0: how easy would it have been to put any score on this movie? A- anything. There's free stuff out there yeah. that you could just get. Mary Had a Little Lamb is three notes. <laughs> it's in the public domain. Can you not find a composer to do three notes? No, But somebody has a composer credit.
1: That's Did you right. see that? <laughs> this shit. I, I, I scrambled my brain thinking what composer oh, yeah is it the singing improv just the dog part because that's the only music in this movie
0: oh my god but yeah suddenly the dog speaks and it's in the voice of what I would describe as a bad Seth Rogen impression yeah uh, and all of a sudden he just says where is everybody where are the ladies at no girls no fun and then as a child is petting it he says hey lay off man
1: I'm not gay. <laughs> and Judge Reinhold was in the recording booth giving him a high five.
0: <laughs> nailed it, buddy. You fucking I, nailed it.
1: So I knew this movie was about a cursed dog that right. was a man. If I hadn't known that, I can't imagine what anybody's watching this what? movie is like, what is happening? Yeah,
0: because the movie does not help you out with that information. And then it's constantly contradicting itself. Oh, yeah. So we don't know that. <laughs> so
1: Would we'll you say the
0: villain in this movie is a pond.
1: Every line. <laughs> but the villain is a pond. He says, you laughing at me, water pond." water pond. That's the only type of pond. You don't need to specify. There's not other ponds. What are the fucking other ponds that you see? Oh my god. But yes, the villain is a water pond. We're 30 seconds into the movie. Yeah.
0: So he just runs up to the water, the dog, and yells
1: You laughing at me, water pond? How dare
0: you? And these purple and yellow sparks come out, and this female voice is talking to the dog. And this is, like, what has cursed the dog, is this water pond. Maybe. And these purple and yellow sparks. And when the purple and yellow sparks come out, as so this isn't ugly enough, this is where we actually do get a sound effect on the soundtrack, which is this gross churning noise. (laughs) It's just like... (laughs) It's just like, what the fuck is that?
1: The souls of actual movie makers being crumbled and crushed.
0: But yeah, the purple and yellow sparks say something. We still have no idea what's happening. He runs into a tree in like this POV shot and he goes, Oh, I'm a dog now. <laughs> He's been a dog the entire time. We're not, a, we have This no dog reasons.
1: though is horny.
0: This dog, this dog, dog wants to fuck. He's looking around for women. Where are all the women? I want women. I want women. I he want doesn't
1: women. say women. He says girls. Yeah, he wants
0: girls. No girls, no fun. Where are the ladies at? So we meet now Lisa. Lisa is a shy blonde girl. Lisa likes the color green. Lisa, she specifically likes pastel lime green.
1: Lisa, every, people are color-coded in this movie. Yes. And this is something I didn't notice until the second watch where I told my girlfriend, I'm like, you gotta w- fucking watch this movie. <laughs> so, Lisa, we find throughout the movie, likes this pastel green. Her, yes. her clothes, her apartment, everything. Everything. Her friend Paula, yeah. who she's sunbathing with in this in this introductory, pink. likes pink. Everything pink: her clothes, her hair. <laughs> Except in this scene, if you look, they're laying on opposite towels. So oh. Lisa Green is laying on a pink towel. Paula Pink is laying on green. <laughs> they couldn't get that fucking right on the day of the shoot. <laughs> no continuity whatsoever. So yeah,
0: Lisa is a shy girl, and her friend. What's her friend's name? Paula. Paula is much more forward. Paula tells Lisa, virginity is so yesterday. And then runs off to like, fuck a bunch of dudes who she just sees in the park apparently. She's just like, oh, men, here I come.
1: There's sunbathing at a park where there's cars like driving by right next to it. Lisa,
0: while uh, Paula runs off to have group sex in the park, King-a-lot, prays to find a real man. She just starts praying. She's <laughs> to the and says,
1: God, please send me a send real me man. Send me a real
0: man. And the dog sees this and is like, hey
1: No, the dog sees this, and there's an ominous voice over it. goes, you don't need a god. You need me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Jim Jones
0: territory. So you think, okay, well, the dog will run up to her at the park, right? Next scene, he's just at a gas station. Yeah. And she's getting gas. She's in different clothes now. Still wearing green, but she's in different clothes. He's filthy. And, and he is like, he's just... At the gas station and, and runs into her again at the gas station?
1: It's so bizarre, dude. It doesn't dude. make
0: it, there's Just the continuity does not exist from scene
1: to scene or even shot to shot. No. It, it, like, figure it out yourself, man. So Lisa sees this filthy dog at the gas station and, of course, says, All right, put it in my VW bug.
0: <laughs> I'm taking him home. She takes him home and there's like these weird sexy noises as she bathes the dog.
1: Before the dog goes into the bath, though, he runs up her stairs and goes, What? No elevator? This is the level of the it's improv insane. that this guy was working on the whole time. It's like,
0: okay, there's a dog running up the stairs, though. you got some Just fat. comment on what, what you see. No
1: elevator? Oh, and then he just leaves. He just leaves. This is effective storytelling. Yes, <laughs> He's just like... Yeah, it took three scenes to get him into her apartment, and then he leaves. <laughs> just take him home from the day you were sunbathing. We're now at a scene of a woman trying on clothes in a very cramped, close-up upskirt shop. Yeah. This is
0: Lisa's workplace. She works at a discount clothing store. She works
1: in the corner of a place they can shoot
0: at. That's where (laughs) she works. And this woman who is Lisa, because Lisa is just a terrible person, is like, she refuses to sell a dress to this woman because the dress is too small.
1: But we get fart sounds. When yes, the, the woman the tries
0: to pack herself into the dress and it's like, <laughs> and then she's like, I'll take the dress. And Lisa's like, No, the dress is too small. I can't sell it to you. <laughs> like, what? Fatty. <laughs> like, you fat pig. Richard Curtis. She's like right. a normal woman, too. Yeah. She's like, absolutely a normal fucking woman. Yeah, this is what like Richard Curtis you know, absolutely.
1: She gets uh, chastised by her boss, who's, who's a slimy salesman. says, like, of course I'll sell you that dress, ma'am. And then while uh, this happens, a co-worker... I assumed he was a co-worker. I, I thought he was the boss?
0: Yeah. And then this guy comes in and says, I'm the boss. Yeah, right. He, but this guy seems to have a lot of money.
1: <laughs> That's what I couldn't understand. <laughs> like the they make a big deal about how he's going to be taking her to Paris. This guy works at the same fucking dress shop that she does. <laughs> it it's just he gets to hold the clipboard.
0: But yeah, this other guy, this Asian guy, Kyle, Kyle, he asked Lisa out for a date, um, and you're like, oh, he's the manager. Then the other guy, the guy with the mustache, I don't think he ever has his name. He's he says he's the manager. What well, I mean, just what fuck ever. So now the dog. Out of nowhere, the dog just says that his name is Alvin Flang. Yes. Is, and it never comes up again for the rest of the movie. It is. This is
1: how you know that this was two separate movies. The, the guy doing the VO only brings up the Alvin Flang thing. That never comes up with the other people. And
0: he's just like, my name is Alvin Flang.
1: say it, it is
0: like, my name is Alvin Flang. Hi,
1: my name is, my name is Alvin Flangy. <laughs>
0: So the dog now is back with Lisa, and he he picks out her clothes for her. Yeah. Because he's really a human, right? So he can see colors through a dog's face. So Lisa goes to a discount clothes store. A different discount clothes store, I think, where people are, like, rooting through piles of clothes <laughs> just grab dresses on the floor. Literally, the floor. there is a pile of clothes on the floor, and people are, like, wrestling each other <laughs> for these clothes. And the dog goes into the pile, Again, this is a completely different discount clothes store than the one that she works at. <laughs> when the dog picks out this shirt to match the top, to match the bottom, whatever, someone steps up and is like, hi, I'm a huge talent agent. I want to use your dog. And she's like, no, you can't do that. That's also like, what? Later on, we find out this guy really is a huge talent yeah. agent who is just hanging out at this discount clothing store, rooting through a pile of clothes on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> as you do.
1: What? as a successful talent agent!
0: It's not like they met in like a nice store. It wasn't Nordstroms or anything. It was like <laughs> the dog out of nowhere. I mean, these scenes just they, they are so yeah. choppy. They go out of nowhere. But I, all I wrote down was this is the first of two times that he says, "I need doggy Prozac." That's right. And that comes back later. The exact same joke.
1: This is the first time I wrote. The fuck is happening? That that, was the first That was the first time.
0: One second into this movie is when I was thinking that.
1: So we find out that her boss is really creepy. The manager guy who looks like, uh, I don't know, Kenny Loggins. Yes. He comes up and says, you got a spider on your back. (laughs) And then just starts rubbing his dick on her back. Yes. I mean, basically.
0: (laughs) Very, very forward. She gets a call. Lisa gets a call from her mom who is inex... Lisa gets a call from her mom who is Uh inexplicably lit like a horror film. Yeah. Okay. So... She is like in a rocking chair, backlit. Like it, It's like
1: Psycho? Yeah. Or I thought it was like Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, there's there's a couple times in this movie where it really flashed me back to Unsolved Mysteries, like in the 90s Unsolved Mysteries. This scene with the mom and all silhouetted in darkness in a rocking right. chair on the phone would have been the cut to when Robin Stack was talking about how they were tormented by phone calls <laughs> all the time. That, that's what they would show. They would show someone in the silhouette with yeah. just their eyes.
0: Lisa's mom. Lisa's mom, by the way, is amazing. Performance oh. of the film. That's in my in my eyes.
1: Uh, I'm gonna give that to Rita, the mom's friend. But them well, together is a powerhouse.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Can we just call them the screen couple of the year? <laughs> yes, granted. <laughs> so uh, Lisa's mom is like Lisa. I hear that you're dating two men. And, and uh, Lisa's like, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, mom. But there's two guys, and they like me. And, and Lisa's mom's like. No, Lisa, I think you should date four or five men. <laughs> mom goes for <laughs> it. <laughs> so while Lisa is like, she has two pictures of her herbos, yeah. <laughs> Kyle, who is again, the maybe store owner, possibly, some guy, he's rich, Kyle, the rich Asian guy, and Frank, the weird guy with the overbearing mom. She's did, looking at two pictures. But did it.
1: we skip the overbearing mom scene? When she meets no, no, no. Her. We didn't okay. skip
0: that yet. This movie is in random order. <laughs> so she has these two pictures. He eats the pictures. Uh, Prince the dog. We, he's not named Prince yet. He's just the dog. He eats the pictures. And he says the line, One of these tastes Japanese-y,
1: right? <laughs> just,
0: oh. oh, now we meet Frank's overbearing mother, who... Tells Lisa, you need to get married to Frank, to but first, I want you to get your tubes tied. Yes! Like, I command you to get your tubes tied and raise my genius grandson.
1: She's wearing this dress for four days in a row that she's on this date, <laughs> and I thought they were at a restaurant because every shot of the mom is through this fish tank. This fish tank should get double bill. <laughs> they, do, they, shoot, <laughs> they shoot through the fish tank so you see the mom... And then the mom just starts casually talking about how she's a gynecologist and can tie her tubes. For yeah, him. I and do it.
0: I've done it for a hundred people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lisa, who does not pick up a fork and jam it in this woman's eye, yeah, is like, okay, this is what I got to do as da- a dating okay. woman in L.A. So that's that's
0: that's the sacrifice I need to take.
1: Sure, I've had worse offers.
0: So this is where Lisa actually does name the dog Prince. And I think she's just sort of deciding like men are men are terrible. This is like the theme of the movie is that boy the men in her life are absolutely everybody, fucking garbage.
1: Everybody
0: people. is all awful, horrible, horrible people. But
1: she's not so great herself. I will oh, say, oh boy,
0: she's not. So she names the dog Prince, and her friend Paula says that Prince has quote
1: beautiful eyes
0: like mm-hmm. a good lover.
1: What? This woman, I didn't catch that. She she looks at a dog and says he has eyes like a good lover. He has beautiful eyes like a good lover. That's the actual quote. And then walks to the kitchen gets peanut butter out. <laughs> this is awful. So
0: she, <laughs> Prince is out on the street again. Now he's just out on the street again. And he says the line... I need to do anything I can to get it back inside of her heart shaped box
1: <laughs> what what are you just doing a utero lyrics now what how, how did that work how did that work does he mean that like her vagina I don't know His heart shaped oh god I think he saw There's a, she has a heart shaped bed maybe <laughs> It, did we skip the scene where it's all in fast motion of her just trying on clothes for the day? And then she goes, I'm exhausted. Yes. And then he's like, we got to call a ambulance." That's a whole scene. It's five seconds and it's amazing. <laughs> oh my God, yeah.
0: That's the, that's the thing. is, There's scenes like that where it's just like, here's just like a cutaway scene and it's nothing. Yeah. And it's like, we just did that. We're just like, let's try this. On yeah. set. Let's just do this. It's an HD camera. We're, like, we're rolling and rolling and rolling.
1: And interspersed with 20 shots of ducks. The same ducks on the same pond. The ducks.
0: Yeah, we forgot. The t- There's ducks. There's just shots of ducks. It, and and like every five minutes of some sort of a scene transition, it'll be like, go back to the ducks. And it's Show not even. ducks.
1: I swear to God, it's not even scene transitions. It's the, that scene where, uh, we, oh, we haven't got to it yet. Where Kyle proposes to her. After he leaves, we get a shot of the ducks. And then the boss walks in. It's the same. She's in the same position. It's <laughs> <laughs> what? What? The ducks are crazy. The ducks are a mood change. I was like,
0: oh, that's with the ducks I couldn't believe what the ducks were. Oh. Okay. Ducks. So Kyle proposes, as you're suggesting, Kyle proposes a loveless marriage because he's gay. Uh, <laughs> I know this
1: is really incred- incredibly racist of me. I know that. But when he was talking about how... <laughs> He's like Lisa. I care for you. I just get, you're such a super lady.
0: Okay. <laughs> I
1: can't keep. That. I
0: always like you so much.
1: <laughs> but Kyle offers her. <laughs> so Kyle proposes. Him.
0: A loveless marriage. He's gay, but he has to appease his family. You don't know... He offers her, quote, furs, diamonds. But she wants true love and rejects his tempting offer of dead animal pelts. Yeah,
1: his tempting offer without a ring, by the way. You want to get married? Furs. I got furs and diamonds. I work at the same dress store as you (laughs) do, though. I I I promise.
0: That was possible.
1: I'll support our child. And so this is where I was like, oh, this is even, I mean... I thought this was a really, I don't know, I was like, damn, this is actually kind of a, because he's, he's a very traditional uh, Japanese right. man, and his family won't allow him to be gay, and he just needs a sham marriage, so I was like, oh, that's really a tender, touching, dramatic piece, and then he's like, but you have to give me a kid, you must be a baby <laughs> barn for me, and I'm like, oh, fuck, everybody so in this movie's awful. That's the key.
0: So, yeah, she rejects that. She says she's holding out for true love. So she goes back home, and who shows up at her house but the no, store manager? No,
1: no, 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 She doesn't go back home. She's at her home.
0: She's just at she her She did not leave. Pond ducks. That's all that happened right. between the two. So she's like, get out of here. Kyle leaves. Get a shot at some pond ducks. And then all of a sudden, into the room, like not even into the house, into the room, just into the walks room. the manager, who is... Dead drunk now. This is the guy with the mustache who was harassing her in the story earlier, and he's just he attempts to rape her. Yes, he does. He, he breaks into her house
1: and attempts to rape her. I gotta say, this guy's drunk acting. Foster Brooks eats your heart out. <laughs> this guy doesn't drunk. Like Did the Marquis de Sade write this script? Everyone who sees her tries to rape her. I know the Marquis de Sade decorated the sets because all they do is they hang up <laughs> sheets to act as doors, or when they don't want to do night, yes,
0: or day. But luckily, Prince. Saves the day. He runs in and yeah. yells, back off! She's mine! Like, that's what you're... like. what? That, <laughs> what? That's... how.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. His whole thing is like, back off, she's mine? Yeah. And then offers... This is like a really traumatic
0: thing that happening to her right now. But anyway, so uh, Prince snarls and bites the guy. And the guy runs away and yells, you're fired! And she yells, I quit!
1: And Prince says, you'll be a chihuahua! And Joyfully is singing... While Lisa weeps, I'm the king of weeps the uncontrollably,
0: like weeps, and then attempts suicide. What
1: the fuck she is she She attempts t- suicide,
0: like while this dog is like triumphantly singing.
1: And the, the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but okay, so the suicide attempt happens, right? Yeah. Prince rescues her by going and acting like he's dead himself and gets a car to pull over and rush, I don't know how, the the, the guy decided to rush inside and see if there was a woman dying on the, in the floor. And then, she's just running back, I mean, I guess from the hospital? We don't know. Yeah. All we get is a shot of her running up her steps. Prince, I'm home! <laughs> I'm
0: like, why'd she back from the hospital? <laughs> Prince, Same clothes! And when Prince goes out, again, like, when he goes to stop the car, it's not like, oh my god, I love this woman, I, I'm, I'm so in love with oh, her. Oh, that's I'm right, The right. he yells...
1: Is she od I'm screwed. <laughs> like, do you not love her? Like, do you not care? Like, what's this whole movie about love? It's a real Vincent Vega moment.
0: Yeah, so she runs home and comes back, but then he's back out on the street again. Yeah. Because we get the doggy song. We get one of many doggy songs in this movie. You alluded to it at the beginning. The lyrics to this song, again, these are must-be improv lyrics. They must be. I can't believe I have to live on the street. Living on the street is hard, and it also hurts my feet, because I'm a dog, and it hurts my feet, when it's hot outside, because I'm a dog. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's in this movie, that's you're, the song. You're thinking
1: that's not Alan Menken? That's not?
0: Menken <laughs> <laughs> and Ashman, that's yeah. classic. Oh, another great Rodgers and Hart tune. Oh my god. But of course there's no music, he's just doing a dumb singing thing, it's. Absolutely.
1: So she goes to find Prince, and it's a rainy, rainy, stormy night. So, of course, she runs out with an umbrella, then chucks her umbrella at the top of her stairwell case, <laughs> runs to a park looking for Prince, and Prince comes with the umbrella. Yeah. Earlier, Prince is set in some kind of rules to this curse. He's like, if she chooses one of these guys and gets married, I'm just, I'm a dog forever. What? Why? When did that yeah, happen? Yeah, we, we haven't learned no, anything about that. No. It doesn't play by any kind of yeah. consistent rules.
0: Purple sparks coming out of the pond have cursed him. And he explains that he was cursed because in his past life, he was a playboy. Right. And now he needs to prove that he can be faithful and all of those yeah. things.
1: Yeah. So Prince turns into a naked man, a naked buff, hairless man, mm-hmm. who's wearing... I mean, okay, everybody looks like shit yeah. in this movie. Nobody yeah. worse than Lisa the Star in the oh, yeah. movie. They make her, not saying she's an unattractive woman, she's no, a delightfully she's lovely not, young woman. not
0: helped by the makeup, lighting, any
1: clothing, colors. nothing fits her. It's just, everybody looks like garbage. Yeah. And then this guy, who's a very svelte, athletic-looking man, is made to look horrible. <laughs> with his hair and the <laughs> bags under his so eyes. Funny. It's
0: hilarious. But yeah, he turns out a man, she faints, he takes her home, he explains the curse, sort of. Um... They have this kind of awkward first sexual encounter.
1: No, we got to spend a moment on that because that is the worst sex scene I've ever seen in my life. Nobody looks happy to be there. She's giggling like a child. It's so creepy. Every time he touches her, she giggles like she doesn't want it. I mean... He was like a dog 30 seconds ago, so it might be a little soon. He doesn't look happy to be no, there. No, He undoes her shirt, and she's wearing like an ace bandage around her tits. What was that? I don't what know. And then you can see the actor there like... Was no bra budget on this movie. The actor's like, let's turn off the light. Let's like, just not see what we're about to do here. <laughs> <Spend> this, <please. laughs> but whoops. He's only a man at
0: night, it turns out, because those are the rules now. The rules of this are like constantly, you can't even figure it out because every time he's like, hey, I did it, and then he goes back to the pawn, pond, the pawn's like, uh, no, but you got to do something else. Yeah. Something that's basically the same, but it's different.
1: It's it's a real, uh, what's that, where somebody uh it's, it's a real extortion like the mob does. Right. Like, yeah. All right. You did this, but we're going to re up this book. <laughs> like the the, the pawn keeps changing the stakes of this game. Exactly.
0: Lisa, in one of the. Uh, stranger scenes in a film full of strange scenes lisa's she's playing a, a, little, a little frisky prince the man is doing dishes at the sink lisa comes up behind him sneaks up behind him puts a leash on him and then makes a noise like oh i and then pulls him into the bedroom on his leash at which point they take boudoir photos <laughs> They take wedding themed boudoir photos. You gotta see these. I don't photos. like what she's wearing like she's wearing a bride's veil and they're not sexy. They're no. posing in very awkward ways. They're posing like if you put the camera at one end of the room and then everyone else at the farthest other end of the room, like that you can't see them very well, <laughs> like the colors are so
1: bad. This is their this is their sex. This they're, is their kink. There's one I screen capped and said to Dan. It's they're like facing the same direction, and he's behind <laughs> her, and they're kind of half bent over, <laughs> smiling. It's the most unorganic, uh, le- least sexual chemistry photo you've ever seen. I really, honestly think you watch this actress have a breakdown in this movie. Yes, I can not believe it. She acts insane, and she's gotten the haircut somewhere along the line because now her hair is just good. <laughs> yes.
0: So everything's good, right? Back at the pond, but the bubble sparks tell him now you need (coughs) the bubble sparks say you need to be a good husband.
1: The greatest white rapper ever is Bubble Sparks.
0: (laughs) so he's like well I gotta provide I gotta provide for Lisa I gotta be a, that's what a man does so he wants to contact the agents who gave her the business card while they were in the discount he the also park.
1: decides to he says he needs to put up some walls for some reason he decides to be a prick for a while yeah
0: he's like I'm not into you there's man. a scene
1: of this actress shouting at a dog in public at a picnic in a park where <laughs> why won't you talk to me I'm having a hard day and I just imagined all the anybody walking by going that fucking woman is freaking out <laughs>
0: So he goes to the agent yes. And he's going to do a dog food commercial And who is the dog food CEO The titan It's the lady earlier Who she, Lisa would not sell the dress to the farting, woman. the farting woman So this woman who was also shopping at a discount clothing store Is the CEO of like a big dog food company That is going to put a commercial On television And, and the sign outside this guy's thing says Dog talent agency Funny and cute, and this isn't.
1: This is where we get the immortal uh, line. Something happens to where Lisa and the dog split up, and the dog is in the parking lot sitting talking down. Spark. He's talking to the bubble sparks. the bubble sparks. But this is where he's, he goes. Ah, my ass. That's just
0: apropos <laughs> of nothing. That is so apropos nothing. It's just a shot of him in the park, and he's just like, Ah, my ass. I mean, that's a line I've uttered, you know, right, once or twice a week. I was right there. <laughs> I was right there, with him. but the bubble sparks tell Prince he needs to feel love. Okay, which so, is different than loving. <laughs> <laughs> different than loving, loving, and being a good provider. And the prince, of course, has the retort: "I'll feel love in
1: bed." <laughs> That's the line. Meanwhile, his wife. There was an attempted rape. She committed. She attempted suicide. There's no thought of being tender to her as a dog. Only as Prince. As the human, he's like, I love you forever. Yes. You mean the most to me. He's so
0: thoughtful and so sweet and so kind. And he's really, yeah. As the dog? dog, Boy, he is a selfish prick. And we should say they're not married. Because in subsequent scenes, (laughs) (laughs) they are told that they must get married right away. Okay, so this... I keep saying this is one of the strange scenes. That's every fucking scene. Man. I can't keep doing that. I can't do it because this movie constantly tops itself. Lisa's friend Paula shows up, knocks on her door. So remember, Prince is a dog at night. Mm-hmm. Now, Prince is a, a dog during the day, but at night, he's a man. Okay. Unless
1: it's a scene filmed inside where there's sunlight coming through and they <laughs> pretend it's night. Yes,
0: which is what they're doing in this scene. So it's night... Prince is around. Him and Lisa are like fooling around or something like that. Knock on the door. It's Lisa's friend Paula. Paula is like, my car broke down. I need to stay here tonight. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Who does that? Who does that? This is a friend you've seen come over to her house several times. Why can't she just show up? And be like, hey, I came to see you. I haven't seen you for a while. What's going on? I know. Just. My, car, my broke car, down. car broke
0: down, and I need to stay here today. And
1: I need to shower right away.
0: And she just goes right in to take a shower. Right in. Lisa is like, oh my god, Prince is here, I'm trying to hide him.
1: But the Lisa, friend sees him. The, the friend who's trying to get her laid
0: all the time. It was like, how dare you be a virgin? She finds Prince, and she is horrified. Horrified. She is so outraged that Lisa is not a virgin anymore. There's, <laughs> and there is like two minutes of Paula, not like storming out, but two minutes of Paula hovering over Lisa and raining shit <laughs> down on her best friend. Like, I thought you were a virgin and you're not. You're a liar. You don't tell me things. I'm so disappointed. You were such a goody, goody, perfect virgin princess. Just, this is her best fucking friend. Right.
1: You just found out she is in love. Right! And you're angry because she's not a perfect virgin anymore? I know it sounds ridiculous because it's a talking dog cursed movie, but I'm picking apart I'm like, no human being would <laughs> oh, act yes. like this. One is like, I, I want to find true love, I want to find true love, finds it, doesn't share it with her best friend. The other one is like, you gotta get laid, you gotta get laid, she's getting laid, I'm mad at you for getting I laid. <laughs> what? What's wrong with you? If the curse doesn't play by any rules, neither do the, no. the, the characters. no one plays
0: by any kind of rules. But Lisa just, of course, cries. We should mention Lisa crying is almost every other scene. Oh, yeah. Lisa breaks down crying almost all the, all the time. Yeah. Especially as we get into this second half of the movie. Now.
1: It really hits the same notes over and over and over in the second scene. So it awesome. really does. So she's crying. Her Russian friend. What was the Russian friend? <laughs> Rita.
0: Russian friend Rita. This woman. Now, I don't know the actress's name. I don't know her background. It was a choice to go with the Russian accent. Yes, <laughs> because it, it drifts. This was, not, this was not a, I have a Russian background, and we're going to do this and write it in the movie. No. This was a, I have no Russian background. What's Russia? I don't know what that is. Um,
1: action. <laughs> this is Russian by way of Los Feliz. This is... And Rita, there's a scene... Where she's running, she's jogging in a store for some reason, jogging through the dress store. And I mentioned Unsolved Mysteries, that one scene is lit, like, this is acting level of (laughs) Unsolved Mysteries, circa 1992.
0: So we were introduced to Rita a little bit earlier in the movie, just for like a couple of seconds. But now in this sequence, after uh, Lisa gets shit on by her Paula, and Paula runs out, and they're, they're not friends anymore, there are like three straight scenes of Lisa just popping out, or of uh, Rita just popping out at Lisa. Like, first of all, Rita just comes into the house, like, Hey, Lisa, we gotta do this. And then Lisa's like, No, no, no. And then they're out on the street, and all of a sudden, Rita's like, Hey, Lisa, what did you do? And then she goes in the store, and then it's like, Hey, Lisa. Like, there's, it's the exact same scene. They yeah. did it three times in a row for some reason.
1: Yeah, she kidnaps her at a liquor store one time.
0: She does. This time, the third time, says... We're going to take you out with your mom. I don't know what the relationship with her mom is.
1: There's a weird thing happening where the mom has Rita only doing her moves for her. Yeah. And then Rita is the conduit between Lisa and her mom. Yeah, but then
0: uh, Rita later cuts Lisa off from her mom.
1: Rita is a cult
0: leader. Yeah. And
1: the mom is in the cult. (laughs) That's
0: exactly it. So we find out that she's going to go out to dinner with her mom. This was the mom who called earlier and was lit like a horror villain. The editing of the scene is so amazing because like... Lisa's like, what's happening? Rita just keeps popping up at her. And then she's like, we're going to go see your mom. And then like this car pulls up. We, I don't think we even know it's her mom yet. And as the car pulls up, we just hear the bob say, Lisa, (laughs) like in this very (laughs) shrill sort of a way. It is just like driving up, (laughs) Lisa. So they go to dinner. Uh, and there's a lot of dancing. It's dinner and dancing. And a man walks up to Lisa and asks Lisa to dance. You want to dance? So they're dancing. Another dude literally like, like, not just I yeah, cut in, grabs her yeah. and, and tr- pulls her away from the other guy. Now he's dancing. And then another guy does the same thing. And then she's being yanked all over the floor by these guys. She's like, what the hell's going on? And it turns out Mom and Rita paid all these guys to pretend to fight over
1: her? No. not paid even, them to... Just dance. ask her to dance. Ugh. So this is where I thought these guys got together. They're like, hey, did you get paid by them to dance with her?" Yeah, I did. So I'm like, all right. I don't want to actually dance with her. (laughs) Let's cause a fight within 10 seconds, and it'll be revealed. (laughs) We'll get our money, and we don't have to dance with (laughs) Lisa. Yeah, it happens so
0: fast. There's a fight all of a sudden, and then they're still kind of like, hey, Lisa, hey, Lisa, as even after she realizes it was her mom and Rita who paid them to do it. So Lisa runs out of the restaurant. She's heartbroken. She runs away. We get a shot of her running and crying in slow motion. In slow motion. And what do we hear on the soundtrack?
1: Lisa! <laughs> 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 That's the exact time we recorded it! Lisa! Oh, they reused shots several times <laughs> yes. in this movie. The dog scratching
0: itself. So finally mom catches up with Lisa. Because yeah. apparently she that ADR yard line was her running after Lisa. So Lisa, warmed by this, tells Mom about Prince. Tells Mom and Rita about Prince. And she's like, yeah, come and meet Prince. The the boyfriend she was trying to hide from everyone. Yeah,
1: mom's got a bit of a past. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Lisa spills the beans about Prince, and they agree to meet him the next
0: day. Well, Lisa is like, let's have a meeting at night. This is so funny. Mom, in a stunning, I mean, you thought the dog improv was good. Mom, in a stunning bit of improv, says, oh, how about in the morning? I have a plane booked in the afternoon. I have a plane booked? I have a plane book. Oh, wait. Tuesday morning? Tuesday morning is good. Wednesday morning,
1: I'm going to be just in a plane? I have a plane book. (laughs) I'm in a plane. I have a plane book. But all's okay because Rita can call and cancel the reservations (laughs) the night before. this. Because Rita transcends all time and space. Absolutely.
0: On their first meeting, so they have a meeting, Mom and Rita basically command her within 30 seconds of meeting prince to get married yes and they're like are you to? how about she goes how about in the morning (laughs) because
1: my my plane booked for the next
0: day 10 a.m tomorrow morning that's just like we need you to get married at 10 a.m and then we hear this thing about how lisa's father abandoned her mom oh yeah they were supposed to get married mom just brings that out and abandoned her at quote the License Bureau.
1: <laughs> <coughs> I'm going to book a play to the License Bureau. The License Bureau sounds like a movie like Kevin Spacey would have been in <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. Woo.
0: But Prince doesn't show up. You know why? He's a dog. It's the day.
1: No, but he does show up, but he shows up as a dog. He does show it's up. He I tried.
0: He does show up and say, I tried him. So good. But Mom, of course, is like, I don't see a man here. Wait. So she says, why didn't he show up? Why? Answer me. Why? And they tell this jilted bride, heartbroken, just about to get married, go find a
1: new man. <laughs> now. <laughs> Do it now. We're, we got the License Bureau holding the license. <laughs> just get a man. <laughs> just get a man. Anything with a penis and testicles that identifies as
0: a male. That's a man during the day. (laughs) (laughs) We need a day man.
1: And so heartbroken by this, Prince says, I'm so depressed, I need Kung Pao, man. Kung Pao! What? That is... What the fuck? That's how I know that this is...
0: Like, that wasn't Fen Chan or Jennifer Fen or anyone who had any uh, creative thing to do with... That was so clearly a post like kung pao, kung pao. That's the fen chan line that she wanted in her story. Like no, no. somebody said, okay,
1: that dog is sad here. Just say something. Yes, I'm so depressed. I need kung pao. He was
0: probably having kung pao chicken. The guy was hungry. That's all he was. Just like I want some
1: kung pao. Yeah, Yeah, there it is. And then overcut of that is the ADR line of Lisa going, "I'm leaving," and you see a car drive off, and she cries. Fuck. But so, uh, they're still together. <laughs> they're and, still together. And he's mooning about how he's failed her. And she says, out of, kind of just out of nowhere, she said, you've suffered enough. And I felt like she was talking to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> like, movie over? Okay. Now we have the Rita Dizzy spell
0: scene. <laughs> so they're still together because Rita comes over to the apartment. And does some very clever scheming to get left alone in this apartment. I'll be honest, I
1: couldn't tell if this was sinister or if she's just a bad actress and I couldn't delineate her motivation, but she gives some weird story how Lisa needs to take her car and drive away from the place. Her mom's in the car. She came up...
0: (laughs) so (laughs) She was getting dizzy, so she stopped the car, came up to Lisa's apartment... Now Lisa needs to leave the apartment. <laughs> like, no, you need to leave, me. and she's like, "Are you sure? I'm going to the hospital? No, no, no! I just need to stay here for a little bit alone by myself." This is an
1: effective storytelling, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. So good.
0: So anyway, Lisa, being stupid as shit, buys this story, and it's yes. like, "All right, well that that sounds credible to me." Uh, she leaves, and Rita starts poking around the apartment looking for her. she
1: she tails Prince and interrogates, and Prince <laughs> is a man at this time. And yeah. it's just interrogating him about his bank account. Yeah. His job. Like, she's a cult leader and she wants to know this information. But she wants to get him into the cult. But it's like, I know this is hard to believe, Dan, <laughs> but this is all one cut. Yeah. This is all. This is a track. This is Goodfellas Ooh. Copacabana. This yeah. is 1917. <laughs> this is a feat. They go in and out of rooms in that apartment. Yeah. All one scene. Amazing.
0: Amazing. One stuff. take. It's amazing. So she... Basically, she corners him and she chases him. He he runs away. He runs away, turning As into a man, dog because he's going to turn into a dog. A tail pops out. Because I mean, wasn't it day this entire time? But so
1: so she came over pre-dawn. <sighs> <laughs> what? She tracks Lisa down, who's Lisa is apparently working the night shift at this dress shop because it's midnight, and she's you know just taking orders at the dress shop. Rita tracks you down and says, Your mom's not gonna to talk to you anymore mm-hmm. if you're not talking to me.
0: Yeah. Because Rita gets up in her business. But she chases Prince into the bathroom as, as he's oh, about yeah. to change. It. And if you recall, there's <laughs> I don't want to call it a special effect, because we just see as he's he's supposed to be just changing and as the actor runs into the bathroom, we see sticking out of the back of his pants a prop tail. There's
1: like a sock for
0: There's just a little prop tail. So he's like, he's about to change. And he runs into the bathroom and locks the door, but comes out as a dog and Rita's like, what the
1: he hell? comes out as Michael J. Fox's dad Dean Teen Wolf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Lisa, yeah, Lisa tells Rita to bug off. Rita tells Lisa, no more mom for you. Uh, There's a lot of crying. There's another dog song. There's more duck songs. We get a Chinese art display. There's Chinese art? Sure. Now, Lisa, again, they're just still together. Yeah. They seem to have broken up like 12 times, but they're just still together. Okay, so
1: the kids subplot, now it's gone. That's gone. Gone. (laughs) Now the subplot is, I have a big meeting with my boss. And I need a promotion. The The only way I can get a promotion. It's not through work. It's because I have a husband or a good boyfriend. She now, after
0: hiding Prince, she now is demanding that Prince meet her new boss. Her new boss? Old boss? Same boss? Meet the new boss, boss. same
1: as the old boss. Doesn't matter.
0: So she pouts, I want to get promoted. This is my only chance to become department manager. Please help me reach my goal. That's her fucking goal in life, is to be the manager. <laughs> yeah. But suddenly, there's this new rule about cloudy days versus sunny days. That's
1: right. That that gets brought out. So they
0: can go out to this party because it's going to be cloudy out. If it's sunny, he'll transform. If not, he'll just be a human. So he gets overcast so he can go. This party that she's been talking about, like going to her boss's house.
1: Five people? You
0: would thought like, oh, this is like a big work party kind of thing. The way she was hyping it up. It turns out it's just
1: a boss and his family. It's a boss, and wife, and a kid. And, they're eating and the it. kid is like 30. In his backyard, yes. And it's, it's it's pure daylight. It's just, it is. They're just sitting in shadow. So Prince can be a man. He's great. He's wowing. The the, the dialogue is amazing. Yeah, oh.
0: So there's the boss and the wife. And their two kids. The boss and the wife instantly just start shitting on their kids. It's like, <laughs> boy, you should be more like this Prince guy. But I bet you're not terrible to your uh, parents, are you, Prince? <laughs> Stuff like that. That was what the daughter says. Dad, I'm a medical doctor. I'm a medical <laughs> Doctor. And the other kid immediately chimes in with, I want to be a movie star. <laughs> so, I'm a medical doctor.
1: I, again. That is, not, this
0: is such an English second language. That's part. it. That's it's it.
1: Like it's, it's, it's water ponds. ponds or it's medical water doctors. Ponds, it's nobody. like, this is not how... And the other kid is. just wants to be a movie star. Did you also notice that their names are Mark and Lisa? <laughs> what were they? Why not? So many immigrants think Mark and Lisa. The room... Uh, Leash. <laughs> so, in the greatest special effects you'll ever see in a movie, Prince, the clouds move, and Sun Prince comes be- out. becomes a dog. When that happens, Lisa Pratt falls into the pool. She doesn't, like, trip. She runs straight into the pool, which prompts Prince the dog to start going... I'm Alvin Fling. I'm Alvin Fling. And negs the shit out
0: of her. Yeah, so he's like, okay, you're drowning, but I'm going to save you, but I'm going to gripe the entire time. He's he's basically like, while he's saving her from drowning, like, how come you can't swim? (laughs) Like, why can't you do that? And finally, as he grabs her, comes to her, she grabs hold of his back, and he yells, he says to her, Grab on, you pizza-faced cinder block.
1: Pizza-faced cinder block. There's a story about how their love transcends fucking species
0: <laughs> and when is about to die, he's like, you pizza-faced cinder block.
1: <laughs> how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> The movie broke me at this part. I mean, it it just broke me.
0: No, absolutely. And it broke Lisa, too, because she cries again. That's it. Understandably, this time,
1: because that is some cruel-ass shit. You monster prince. He he becomes... So, now we have shots of Prince as a man, and he's wearing a robe. This robe. (laughs) And his hair now is dyed to match the robe? (laughs) And he just... Talks about how he's failed Lisa, and he decides to become a dog forever. Yes. So he leaves and uh, becomes a dog with more uh, pond effects that that aren't at the pond. They're on the staircase.
0: Well, he also kind of brings up this notion that apparently, again, this is just new rules are coming up all the time. He can die (laughs) and be reborn as a human. If, If they can't make this, you know, they can't find a loophole... To transform him back, he can die, yeah. come back as a human, and he will just find Lisa when he's human.
1: Shockingly, Lisa does not go for that idea. It's just, it's like, not into it. So, he leaves, there's more
0: crying, there's another dog song, and then the sparkles, we the, bu- f- the bubble sparkles say, true love
1: is sacrifice. We get flashbacks to another dog. <laughs> it's not the same dog, dog frolicking yeah. in a park. So Prince decides, holy shit, I'm in love with
0: Lisa. I'm going to run back to Lisa. So he runs back. He sees Lisa across the street. I knew this was going to happen. Runs into the street. Whammo! Hit by the car, dog dead. She had to see it too. She saw it too. So, of course, she sits over him and cries and all this stuff. Title card. Years later. Oh, dot, we, but, dot,
1: but we skipped the part where she goes and visits her mom. And now her mom's dying for some reason. Her mom has the pallor of, like, Mark Zuckerberg. She's, like, the Tin Man. She's laying in bed, and she has this wild-eyed, vacant look, and Rita's there, and she's explaining to her that she's never going to love again. Did you remember that scene? It's fucking nuts. <laughs> Sorry.
0: There's mean. so much, like, there's so much, we could not possibly This really is one of those ones where you could, like, you could pick, a pick a whole show on, on one minute of the fucking movie. Uh, yeah, every okay, scene. I mean, yeah. Every fucking movie. So... Title card, years later. Years later. Lisa is older. She has been transformed through some amazing makeup effects.
1: You mean some uh, gray in her hair? <laughs> really
0: bad wig. She's still living alone in the same apartment. And I don't know who shows up, but Paula! <laughs> Again, all we know is years later. So we have no... Like Paula 10, comes 20, in Paula... Years later.
1: She's wearing a very tasteful uh, shoulder-padded uh, suit, dress. And she's like... I got my grandkids with... Oh, she's, like, surprised to see her... Somehow she forgot her friend used to live at this place. (laughs) But she says that she saw the for rent
0: sign. Uh, I guess while driving around with her grandkids. And was like, I'll go check this out. Paula
1: is a grandmother.
0: Like, what? At first they come with the kids and you're like, oh, Paula has kids now. These kids are, like, eight years old. And then you're like, oh no, those are her grandkids. And, this yeah. is supposed to be like 40 years later.
1: And they're all like, I mean, some of these kids are like six months apart. I don't I can't figure right. out the, the math on how these kids <laughs> And then She introduces all her grandkids, so we're like, holy fuck, they're grandkids. She tells the kids to go play. Then the very next thing you see is her and Lisa on the couch with a blanket over them, drinking wine, looking through photo albums. Those kids are (laughs) fucking bored as shit.
0: Where did those kids go? There's nothing for them here. Not even a dog, for fuck's sake. This leads to an amazing exchange where Lisa is saying that... Lisa's basically saying, you know, I'm, I'm still, I, I never loved again, and I'm still hoping that Prince is going to come back and we'll just be together again. And but Lisa's like, there's this confusion about how old Prince is going to be when he comes back. And uh, Lisa's like, yeah, he'll, we'll be the same age and it'll be great. And then uh, Paul is like, well, no, he's, he's going to when he gets reborn, he'll, he'll start from the age of, of being reborn. <laughs> Lisa's like, I never with it like that. <laughs> like you had forty th- years to think about. I this think
1: story. that shot was done later after they filmed the scene at the end with uh him coming back to her. Yeah. Because they came back and they're like, Wait, why was he like out? what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, she's confused about it. A guy walks in, there's a place for rent. Oh, but I don't go Oh, but of course it's Prince. Done.
1: He says, I have a dog training business and naturally it's very successful. <laughs> yes.
0: Prince is a prick. He's such a dick. But they declare their love for her. Prince remembers her. She remembers him. Magic makes him old. And then? They get married. At which point, magic makes both of them young. They then look at the camera like for a long trapped time. prisoners. Yes. <laughs> like, trying to make some kind of human connection. <laughs> the end. The end. That's it. That's I mean, recap that ending again. So, Lisa has wait. Prince dies. Lisa waits, presumably forty years at least, because again, Paula has grandkids. She didn't even have
1: kids. No, she wasn't tied down.
0: So let's say thirty to forty years, right? She waits several decades for Prince to come back. Prince comes back as a younger version of Prince, and when they declare love for her, when they declare their love for each other, he becomes old. She stays old. Next scene, they get married in a ceremony by themselves, officiated by no one. <laughs> At which point, magic now makes both of them young again. The end.
1: What? <laughs> like, what? The, the, the lack was, of rules, the lack of any continuity That's or not even or the or hardest logic. to comprehend thing in the movie. Yeah, no. Every scene you can pick apart like this. It's... Uh... But luckily, we get some bleeps, bloops, and behind-the-scenes the whack a bloopers, which
0: are just basically people yelling at the dog. Somehow. Trying to get it to do things it does not want to do.
1: Somehow, the bloopers for this movie weren't just the whole movie again. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> anyone saying anyone. But that's it. That's the end. Yeah, we get a cute, a uh, few uh, kind of cute shots of Animal Cruelty on set. Yeah. The, the, the credits are less than one minute long.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> amazing. That's it's fucking how you, amazing. How did you do that? The old adage in Hollywood, you never make a movie with kids, animals, or fenchown.
0: Alright, <laughs> Pete. But that's it. Corky, that's the end of the movie. Wow. That is the end of the movie. Any last thoughts before we give our rating?
1: Well, I think we announced last week. There's some big changes that came to Dare Daniel in 2020, and I think another big change is that we're now a true crime podcast. Because it's going to be almost fucking killed. Me. This movie tried and almost fucking killed me.
0: Yeah, it is. It's wild. I got to say, I, I I did go on a bit of a journey with this one because you start the movie and you're like, "Holy crap! I can't watch this. I can't. I can't watch this. I can't watch an hour and a half of this. Yeah, it's impossible." And you just kind of like you grit through it. You get through it. I, I read someone, one of the bloggers who had reviewed this movie. Like, only bloggers and podcasters have it. Yeah. There are no film critics. There's no reviews on Rotten Tomato Maker.
1: There's no. no genuine audience for this movie. No. It was like, oh, I love that movie. I tell my friends about it.
0: But I, I read one person who had a good point, which is that you have to learn how to watch this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you have to kind of come on to it, what it is doing. <laughs> like, you can't just say... I'm here, this is a movie, and it's going to do movie things that I expect a movie to do. Like, you have to completely relearn how to watch movies in order to watch Love on a Leash. And I would say after a while, I was just, like, I was so up and down with this movie. Like, I would just burst into laughter, hilarious laughter. And then other times, it was just pure torture. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like, this is, like, filmmaking... Unlike anything you've ever seen before, except, I don't know, it's it's student films and stuff like that, but, like, those have some kind of purpose to them. Right. This is such a weird mix of, like, super basic filmmaking technique type stuff, but also complete incompetence at the same time. (laughs) So, it's just, it's a stunning bit of cinema. So, nothing like it. That is for damn sure. So, quirky ratings for Love on a Leash to remind everybody we give... A uh, bad film, run-of-the-mill bad film, a dare, truly bad film, a double dare, and a movie that we actually like is a reverse dare. Quirky. What do you give Love on a leash?
1: I think I'm going to go reverse dare on this one because I'm I'm definitely going to watch this again. I'm going to show it to people. I'm, I had fun with how fucking bananas. Yeah. I mean, I use that term a lot. I say bananas bonkers. I say we the worst movies we've watched. This by far takes the cake this, of all that stuff. It yeah. transcends actual filmmaking and just goes like this is like a. This is an experience. It is confounding. It yeah. really
0: is confounding. And because there's almost no information about how did this movie happen, it's even more confounding. You know what I mean? Like, you, some of you see think, how did this get made? But there's a whole backstory to it. Yeah. There's a whole thing where you're like, well, yeah, this guy and this, I mean, yeah, these people have whole careers and things. You can look back and there's ramping up to this. What? This movie just came out of nowhere. This movie feels like, it's like an alien race observed human behavior and culture for like 20 minutes. <laughs> then went back to its own plan and was like, eh, I think I understand the intricacies I, of human interaction. I get how it goes. Yeah, I'm going to write this into a cute romantic comedy. Because this movie just arrives like out of nowhere. It, it arrives in a place where it, it doesn't seem to have any connection to yeah. the earth as we know it.
1: I can't imagine people listening to this podcast who haven't seen this movie will be like, oh yeah, I get what that movie's about. Oh, no. Even you watching don't, it, you won't get what it's you about. You
0: don't. You never will. What was your final rating? I gotta go double dare because it really is the most horrible thing ever. But at the same time, it's a, it's a double dare, reverse dare. It's that, yeah, like I said, it's the reverse bell curve where you can't give it anything but you, the best of the worst. Never
1: would you dare this movie. Yeah. It's it, not a dare.
0: It's somewhat Battlefield Earth-like yeah. in that way. There's no way to be... Have a mixed reaction to it. Yeah. You need to have an extreme reaction to this movie. <laughs> you can't possibly be a be You could have some sort of a mix, like,
1: eh, some good stuff, some bad stuff, you yeah. know? <laughs> it did some things. Let's see what next. Didn't do things. All right, so that's all we have for you on this episode of Dare Daniel, but we'll be back in two weeks to review another of your movie dares.
0: Until then, send your most sadistic or altruistic movie dares to us at daredaniel.com and be sure to follow Dare Daniel Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Like and rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can read more of my movie reviews on the Dare Daniel website at daredaniel.com Corky. Yeah. Where can people find you roaming around,
1: singing songs about kung chicken In these dog days of winter of 2020, you can find me at the Sacramento Comedy Spot. I will be rolling around doing my one-man improv show, A Dog's Tale. Creeping Donald, <laughs> cruising the streets, looking for love. <laughs> That sounds good. Oh, hey, la- I want to say, I asked some people on social media to give us their best taglines based on the fucking oh, very yeah. pixelated movie poster. And Charlie Lemke, a uh, devoted listener of the Lemke family, gave me the best one. I thought it was Homework Pound. Homework Pound. <laughs> Just based on Homework <laughs> Pound. on so many levels, it's so it's good. Because so dog pound, but also the dog is pounding
0: her <laughs> sexually. <laughs>
1: Thank you, Charlie Lefke, for that offer. And thank you, everybody, for participating in that little quiz. For are Dare
0: Daniel. I'm Daniel Barnes. Our producer is not Johnny Flores. Self-produced, baby. Yeah. This is a McDonald Barnes production.
1: And I'm Corky McDonald saying, Ah! My ass!